critical thinking is the most important skill you can have when you're living in a world that seems to have lost its mind. Everyone out there is trying to tell you what to think. I want to teach you how to think. In every episode, I'm exposing the logical fallacies being used by advertisers, politicians, influencers, news outlets, social media memes, and maybe even your own best friend. Warning, listening to this podcast will cause you to see bad thinking everywhere. Welcome to the Filter Through a Brain Cell podcast. What is up, thinkers? Kathy Gibbons here. I wanted to start off, well, let me just start off this way. First of all, if I sound a little bit stuffy, it's because I am. I woke up with a head cold. So the next, this episode and the next two episodes, I'm going to sound a little bit stuffy. I apologize in advance. Uh, I'm recording all three of them today. So this is just how I'm going to sound for this episode and the next couple ones. (laughs) Anyways, let's start off by reviewing a fallacy that we covered earlier this season, the Nirvana fallacy. So the Nirvana fallacy happens when someone compares existing solutions with idealized perfect solutions that might not even exist. So the question to ask yourself if you think you're facing the nirvana fallacy is this, is it really bad just because it's not perfect? Now, if that sounded a little bit confusing to you, I I get it. It probably is. Um, But you'll have to just go back and check out the episode where I talk about the nirvana fallacy, and that is episode 90. Are you looking for a good math curriculum for your student? Definitely check out CTC Math, which is one of the sponsors of this show. With with a family subscription through them, your kids, all your kids, K through 12, can learn at their own pace. You'll have access to all grades and all lessons with just one family subscription, which is super cool. So if your kid needs to catch up in math, keep up, move ahead, maybe you want to take some time to get ahead in math over the summer like our family is doing, definitely check out CTC Math. They have a multi-sensory approach that ensures retention, plus they give you detailed progress reports for your own records, and it's a whole lot less stress when it comes time for math for both parents and for kids. So you can get all the details, and you can even start a free trial at ctcmath.com. And for homeschoolers, right now, you can sign up for 50% off using the link in the show notes below. Okay, guys, let's dive into today's new fallacy, the argument to the future fallacy. So the argument to the future fallacy happens when someone tries to get you to accept a certain conclusion by saying that future evidence will surely support it, even if there's no evidence to support it now. This fallacy is also sometimes called um, the escape to the future. So let me give you a simple example. Let's say a student is given a book report to complete in two weeks. They argue that they don't need to start working on the report now because they will have plenty of time to finish it in the future. I'm sure none of you have ever committed this fallacy, right? I know I have. So this is an example of the argument to the future fallacy because the student is assuming that they'll have enough time to complete the report in the future. So something's going to happen in the future. Um, And they're not taking into account other possible events that could occur, such as unexpected school assignments or personal emergencies. And really, the reality is it's important for the student to start working on the report now to ensure that they have enough time to complete it and avoid potential stress or last minute rushing later. Another example of the argument to the future or appeal to the future would be someone saying that evolution must be true because proof of missing links will surely be found one day to prove the theory of evolution to be true. Okay, really? 
The reality is they can't possibly know whether someday they'll find a missing link or not. And that's the problem behind the thinking of the argument or the appeal to the future fallacy. Here's the reality. Unless you're Marty McFly from the movie Back to the Future, you don't actually have any evidence to support the claim. When somebody uses this fallacy, they're simply appealing to the future as proof of their claims. Future research that has yet to be done. Future explorations that haven't happened yet. Future discoveries that haven't yet been found. They're counting on anticipation and speculation to convince you not actual data or evidence. But the reality is, nobody knows the future for sure. And we can't be sure that any one thing will happen, will be discovered, or will be proven true in the future. Another way this fallacy shows up is when someone is trying to get you to invest in technology or a new business or a new stock. They'll say something like, well, we should invest in this new technology because it will be the future of the industry. Okay, is that really true? Maybe. Maybe not. The reality is nobody knows, right? This argument assumes that the technology in question will be successful and widely adopted in the future without providing any evidence to support the claim. Is it possible the technology may not take off as expected or could be overtaken by other innovations? Yeah, of course. We don't know. And we have seen this sort of thing happen time after time where somebody says, this is the wave of the future. We have to do this. And it turns out to not be the wave of the future, right? We just don't know. Now, if somebody says something like, okay, I've been analyzing past data and studying past trends, and based off of past trends, I think XYZ has a real chance of taking off. Okay, now this is a different story. This is not the same thing as the appeal to the future or the argument to the future. For one, they're basing their hypothesis off of real data. And two, they're presenting their argument in a way that admits they're not 100% sure, but they're trying to appeal to real evidence that they have in hand. Hopefully you can see how it's a little bit different than a true appeal to the future fallacy. So the question to ask yourself if someone is appealing to the future is super simple. Do you really have any evidence to back up your claim? Let me say it again. Do you really have any evidence to back up your claim? Okay, guys, that's it for today. Remember, when you learn how to think, you will no longer fall prey to those who are trying to tell you what they want you to think. And it all starts with asking one simple question. Is that really true? I would love to hear from you. Do you have questions about fallacies and cognitive biases? Are you now starting to see and hear them everywhere around you too? Well, send them in. They just might get featured on the podcast. You can email them to me at think at filteritthroughbraincell.com or you can connect with me on Instagram at filteritthroughbraincell. And if you want to be notified about when new episodes come out and all the things that we're doing, go to www.filteritthroughbraincell.com and sign up to receive email updates. I would love it if you would help us on our mission to teach society how to think well. Please subscribe, leave us a review, and share this podcast with people in your life.